Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Let's uh, get into the word of the Lord here today, brothers and sisters. Let me give you the scriptures I have for you. I have three. Uh, Hope not to hold you long on today. But if you want to write the topic down, the topic is going to be, God is so good, I won't complain. That's what I want to talk about this morning uh, in Scripture. God is so good, I won't complain. Now, the three Scriptures that I want to give you is coming from the book of Exodus. One is Exodus, Old Testament Scripture. Uh, Exodus, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 1 through 15. Say it again, this Exodus, the 16th chapter, 1 through 15. Uh, the other two would be New Testament scriptures, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 13. A little bit of reading this morning. And then the other one is Philippians, Philippians, uh, Philippians, uh, the second chapter, verse 13 through 14. That's Philippians 2 and 13. Okay, well, let's take a look at what the Lord saying in the word here. God go with us as we go into that word. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on today as we go. I appreciate all of you, the listeners uh, that, that tune in each Sunday. God bless you. I appreciate you. I can't really express the, the love and appreciation that that I have towards you. I want you to know that I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart, and I love you. Amen. With the love of God. And my prayer is that you do well, all go well with you, that you prosper, be in health, even as thy soul uh, prospers. Now, look at uh, Exodus, if you will. Turn there, Old Testament book. Okay, the 16th chapter. Now, this particular book right here is uh, Moses uh, wrote the first five books of the Bible. He wrote this particular book right here. He wrote, matter of fact, he wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Leviticus number and Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Old Testament, wrote Moses. He wrote those, and Moses was a man. He was educated by God. God schooled him and taught him everything. Somebody said, "Well, how did Moses write these books?" And he never went to school. God taught him. God taught him. That's that's how he wrote them. God taught him. And when God teaches, brother, you can't do nothing about that because it comes directly from God Almighty. So Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, and he wrote this particular book here, Exodus, okay? Exodus, and the word Exodus means going out. The children of Israel, they, they were going out. They were leaving uh, the Pharaoh. Of course, they was uh, in bondage down in Egypt under Pharaoh. He was a hard taskmaster, really made it hard for the people of God. And so as they began to, God made a way for them to leave Egypt and go toward the promised land, uh, they, they was making their exodus through the wilderness, across the Red Sea, toward the promised land. And so this book is called Exodus because it means they were going out. Okay, they was going out. They was leaving Egypt. So this book of Exodus, they're going out. Okay, now the 16th chapter right here says, verse 1 says, And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. And on the fifteenth day of the second month, 
after they're departed out of the land of Egypt. So we see they're exiting, they're exiting, they're going out from the land of Egypt. And I know they, they should have been glad, working hard day and all day long, uh, down on our heart, taskmaster, men standing over you with whips and demanding you, back to work, back to work, no standing, no talking. I'm sure they, they should have been glad that they was leaving Egypt. Okay, so they were going out, departing out of the land of Egypt. Verse number two says, you see right there, the whole congregation of the children of Israel, uh, they murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Now, uh, they was leaving Egypt. Things wasn't that good in Egypt. Well, they did have food to eat, but they worked hard. And hard work is not good for anybody. And so they was leaving, and they was in the, they was in the wilderness. And it says right here, verse two, they that the whole congregation. Now that's bad. That I, I can say that don't sound good. The whole congregation murmured. There it is. A verse Moses against Moses and against Aaron in the wilderness. You know when you have a person doing the best that they can do and uh people murmur and complain about that it's hard to handle that it's hard to, to to digest it to deal with you trying to do uh what you think is best for people and at the same time they're complaining about what you're doing uh it's not enough well with some people it it, it is never enough you can't do enough for certain people I'm not speaking about any of you all, because I know you all are, are most grateful this morning to the Lord and for for the things that he has done in your life. But there are people in this world, there are people that you can't do enough for them. The more you do, the more they want you to do. And seem like the more you do, uh, the less appreciative they are of you. Well, that's that's quite the object the way it should be. When people do something for you, you all really appreciate those people and thank God for those people because the world we're living in now is such a doggy dog world. Nobody want to do anything for anybody. Nobody wants to help anybody. If anybody take the time out their schedule, uh, their busy day to do something for you, appreciate that individual. Thank God for that individual, for coming, letting that individual be in your life. So here we have not part of it. I mean, you know, not it didn't say a quarter or a third or, or, or you know, half. It's, verse 2 said the whole congregation. Now, as a leader, here it is, Pastor Moses and Assistant Pastor Aaron. Here they are leading a congregation, millions of these people going through the wilderness. And so the scripture said they began to murmur, murmur, Mumber against Pastor Moses and System Pastor Aaron in the wilderness. They began to mumble. And verse 3 said, And the children of Aaron said unto them, Here's what they said to, to Pastor Moses. He said, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in Egypt. Now, that's hard. When a person is doing all they can do for you, all they know to do, and then you turn around and say to that individual, I wish. Uh, you hadn't done what you'd done. Now, these people were really speaking some some harsh languages. They said to Moses, 
I wish we had died down in Egypt. Here we are in the wilderness. See, they were they were they were walking by sight uh, and not by faith. I'm sure in the wilderness it was very uncomfortable because you can think about maybe the mosquitoes was bad. Uh, there were there, there may have been snakes and you you name things that might have been in the wilderness that might have frightened some of the people. You know, I would hate to think to spend the night in any forest or any wilderness nowadays in time, knowing what all can be out there. But as many as them, of them that it were, I'm sure they wasn't afraid of a wolf or a fox or, or anything like that. But now nobody can do anything about mosquitoes or snakes. But verse 3 says, And the children of Israel said unto them, War to God, I wish we had a died by the hand of God in the land of Egypt. What a harsh thing to say. And you know, brothers and sisters, people can say some of the, 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 the uh, uh, harshest thing to you, not being considerate of you as a person, as a human being, not, not thinking or considering that, you know, we are flesh and blood, we are human beings, and we're not... Uh, the man of steel, we have feelings. We have feelings and we have emotions. And brothers and sisters, sometimes uh, we all hurt. And I heard somebody, uh, a song said, uh, we all bleed red blood. Yeah, we all bleed. I, I, I bleed. You bleed. We all bleed. None of us don't bleed. And so here for the people of Israel to say these things to Pastor Moses and his sister Pastor Aaron were horrible. And they said, we wish that you, God had just let us die down in Egypt. And then it said, we don't say, when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us uh, forth into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. So here, here it is. They they were saying to Pastor that you brought us out here in the wilderness to die of hunger. You know, the children of Israel, God had already performed miracle after miracle after miracle. And for you not to believe that God was able to take care of you out in the wilderness, hey, you left the city. You you say that God is not able or, or think that God is not able by the hand of Moses to uh, provide for you in the wilderness, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. You know, even David said, uh, as Brother Paul just got the reading about the 23rd Psalm, he prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. God, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. So David understood that no matter what state of mind he was in, no matter uh, the enemy might be present, they might be absent, they may be behind him. Wherever they are, David feel like he, he, he realized and he understood that God would prepare a table. And you and I, brother, we have to get to this point in our life also. You have to always remember God will prepare that table. You know, uh, wherever you are uh, in your life, what's going on in your life, believe that. Consider that and accept that, that God will provide. 
God will prepare that table. Somebody might need that table prepared right now. It may not be food. You may have some in the fridge. It may it may be something else. But I want you to understand that God is able to prepare that table. Uh, whatever you need on the table, God is able to put it on the table. Somebody needs just some money on the table. But I want you to know that God is able to prepare that table. Some of us need healing on the table. Whatever it might be, uh, uh, God is able, brothers and sisters, to prepare that table, and he'll do it. He'll do it for you, and he'll do it for me, and he'll do it in the presence of our enemy, the people that say it can't be done. God will do it right in their very presence so they can see that God is on your side. That's the kind of God that we serve. What he have to do in that presence and prove it to them that he loves you, he will. So here he said that you brought us out into this wilderness uh, to kill the whole assembly with hunger. Now, Mo, they thought that Moses brought them out there to just starve them to death. Sometimes, there have been times that we as people have felt like our spiritual leader may not be leading us in the right direction. We all felt that way. Sometimes we have felt like our spiritual leader may be uh, getting the church too deep in debt. I've heard of that. I've heard people complain about pastors going out purchasing huge uh, sanctuaries uh, that they that the members felt that they couldn't uh, afford. But the pastor had the foresight that he felt like this was the right way to go and God would provide. And so some of them have railed on pastor. We don't need that big church. We don't, we don't need a church bus. We don't need this. We don't need these things. Sometimes we look back and see uh and say these things uh, not knowing how God is dealing with that particular leader. So we have to be real, real careful when we complain about God, the things of God, and against the people that God has put in place. Be very, very careful. Now, uh, if they are wrong, they're wrong. Uh, but make sure they are wrong uh, when we... Uh, you know, voice our opinion toward some action that they make or decide to do, you know, uh, uh, that we feel like they're wrong. Make sure, make sure they're wrong. Uh, uh, add it up and look at it twice. Check it real good to make sure that they're, they're absolutely wrong. And not it's not just you feeling that way, that, that the entire uh, body know in, for sure that, it might be the wrong thing to do. But he said, for, you brought us into this wilderness to kill the whole assembly with starvation. Verse 4 said, then said Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Now let me read it again. Then said the Lord unto Moses, I'm sorry. Then said the Lord unto Moses, verse 4, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Uh, and, and listen, I want you to understand, brother, God said, I'll do it for you. He's not doing it for himself. So anything, if God provide a miracle for you, if I provide anything for you, your, your daily necessity, whatever you need, God doing it for you. And you, you have to understand that. And, and I thank God. God did it for me. Somebody said, God did it for me, and I thank the Lord for it. So this is what the Lord said. I, I, and the Lord said to Moses, I will rain bread from heaven for you, 
and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my laws or no. Verse 5 says, And it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which is brought in. They have brought in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, At evening, then you shall know that the Lord has brought you out from the land of Egypt. So when they see that, the Lord said, I'm going to rain down bread for you out of heaven. And, and then Moses said, go out and gather it up according to what you need for your families. Verse 6, and that evening, then you shall know. When that evening comes, then you shall know that the Lord brought you out from Egypt. It's not Moses brought you out. Now, they were saying, Moses, you brought, verse number 2 said, and the whole congregation of Israel, uh, they murmur against Moses in the wilderness. But verse number 6 said, when I rain this bread from heaven, you're going to know that the Lord brought you out of Egypt. It wasn't Moses. Moses just was the leader. But it was God that spoke to Moses to tell you all, get your things together, and early in the morning, we're going to start walking, y'all. And Moses said unto the children, at evening, then you shall know. You're going to know that the Lord brought you out from the land of Egypt. You're going to know. And sometimes people have to know that it's the Lord. It's not the man. It's not the pastor. It's not the system pastor. Sometimes we need to know that it is the Lord. And I know God has to sometimes speak to some of the people in the congregation. God has to sometimes let you see just a glimpse of what he let the leader to see so you can believe. Amen. So uh, I, I pray God let some of you all see some of the things that I see so you can believe. Now, I thought for sure by now we would be back in our church. That's what I was feeling. But the Lord said not so. He hadn't showed me that. He hadn't really put it in my spirit that uh, right now is the time to go back. I know some have gone back, not everyone. Some have gone back. Some have had to retract. They had to get back out. Because Kobe got up in there. And so right now, uh, uh, everybody do however you think is right, however you feel. You know, however you feel is right. I know one pastor said about me, he asked me, he said, man, when y'all going back? And uh, I, I don't exactly know right now. He's going back. I pray things continue to go well with him. But sometimes God has to let you see a glimpse of what the pastor or the leaders might see so you won't complain about their situation. But Moses said, you're going to see this bread. When you get this bread from heaven, then you know that the Lord brought you out of Egypt. It was the Lord. It was the Lord. It was the Lord that brought you out. Verse 7 said, and in the morning, then shall you see the glory of God. For, for that he heareth your murmuring against the Lord. And what are we that you murmur against us? Now, verse number 7 saying, God said to Moses, in the morning, you're going to see. In the morning, you're going to see. In the evening, you're going to get your bread. In the morning, you're going to see the glory of God, for that he heareth your murmur. That's one thing we have to be cautioned of, brothers and sisters, all the time. God is always listening. Sometimes we tend to think that he's not listening. We have to be very, very careful what you say, very, very careful the words that go out of your mouth, because when they're going out, it's, you ain't no taking them back. It going up. Be very, very careful. Jesus said, by thy words, 
you're going to be justified, and by your words, you're going to be condemned. Words are very important. Be careful what you say to people. Be careful what you say about people. Make sure it's true. I'm not saying what you heard, what you thought, what you feel. Make sure it's 100% true. If If it's not, you need to hold that. And so because God hears everything, he sits high and he looks low, and he observes everything, everything he hears. So here he said, for the Lord hears your murmuring against the Lord, and what are we uh, that you murmur against us? And he heard what they were saying about Moses and about his brother Aaron. Now, verse number 8, and Moses said, and Moses said, uh, this shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat and in the morning bread to, to the full. For that the Lord hears your uh, murmuring. See, uh, he hears that you're murmuring, which you murmur against him. And what are we? You're murmuring uh, not against us, but against the Lord. So there it is right there. We have to be very, very careful with our murmuring, with our complaining, to make sure that you, 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 sometimes we think that we're doing it against an individual, but sometimes you can be actually doing it against God. Remember, sometimes people think they're hurting you, but they're doing it to God. Remember the Lord said, uh, if you hurt you uh, offend one of me, these least one that believe in me, you're doing it against me. And then it would be uh, best to take a milestone, tie away your neck, and throw it into the depths of the sea. But the Lord has said, God do not want you to offend one another. It, it's not good that I offend you because in offending you, I could also be offending the God in you. And in in offending me, you can also be offending the God that's inside of me. So offense is not good at all toward anyone. And this is what Moses is trying to get the people to understand. For the Lord hears your murmuring, which you murmur against him. You you, you murmur against Moses, but you actually murmur against God unconsciously, unaware. You think you're just getting back at Moses. What are we uh, you're murmuring uh, are not against us. Moses brought it up to him. You're not murmuring against us, but you're murmuring against God. It's, there it is right there, but against the Lord. And verse number 9 said, Moses spake unto Aaron and said unto, all, and said unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. God has heard your complaints. And it came to pass as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Verse 11 said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 12, I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At evening you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord. God wants the people to understand that it is I. It is not Moses. It is not Aaron. It is the Lord. They're going to know that it is I, that I am the Lord. And it came to pass, 13th verse, it came to pass that at evening the quails came up. Oh, there it is. At evening, uh, God spoke to the quails, and they came up, and it covered the camp. 
and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. So God spoke to the quails, and they came up. Verse 14 said, and when the dew that lay was gone up, before, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there laid a, a small round thing, as small as a horror frost on the ground. Verse 15 said, and when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to the other, it is manna. For they went not what it was. They didn't know what it was. They said it was manna. And Moses said unto them, This is bread which the Lord has given you to eat. So God is the kind of God that will always provide for his people. So my thought to you this morning is, my thought is, uh, uh, God, God is good. Even in a time of crisis, even when things aren't going well, Brothers and sisters, God is always good. I, I will I, I will never try to find myself complaining about the Lord or, or against the Lord or to the Lord about anything. Things happen in the life. I things happen in my life. But you know what, brothers and sisters, I, I do not complain uh against God or to God about some of the things in life. There's a lot of things that happen to me I don't I don't understand. I didn't like. Uh, but I did not uh, blame God for doing it. God allowed those things to happen. I, I asked myself the question. As a matter of fact, I was talk, speaking to someone uh, just the other day. Uh, I, I, I remember, I remember the season in our ministry when our church was filled from the front to the back, from side to side. Preachers lined up all on the side of the wall. I remember those days. You know, and I, I and I wondered to myself, what happened? What happened? And I didn't ask God. I said, Lord, I didn't go to God and say, Lord, what are you doing? What happened? And complaining all to God. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't like what happened, but God knew what was going on. It was a it was a doing of God. And so we have to learn, brothers, not to complain because God can be at work. There are some people God may just want to get out, get get out from around you. There are some people that God put in your life for a season, and and I understood that. My mom told me that before she went home and to be with the Lord. She told me God put some people in your life for a season. Then they not there for always. They just for a season, and uh, and when the season is up, they go away. And and I understood that. And, and then she told me she said, look. Sometimes people are just like leaves falling from the tree. I understood that. And so I learned not to complain against the Lord about these things as the children of Israel complain because God can be at work and God is trying to bring people into your life that will bring meaning to your life. That's good for you. See, everybody, brother and sister, is not good for you. Well, you have to experience them also. You know, you have to experience those people that are not good for you, those that are not for you, those that are against you. You have to experience all that because, see, you have to understand, God is at work. God is at work, brothers and sisters. He's making you. He's molding you into what he wants you to be. You got to be fixed up in this world. God got to make you. God got to get you ready to send you out. He got to get you ready because if you don't get you ready, you go out and you get your feelings hurt. You go out and you get all beat up. You go out and get dirty. You get, uh, you know, uh, you get, amen, just get, uh, 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 just get weary. 
Thank you, Lord. You can get weary if God don't get you ready. And so when God gets you ready through the people that 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 in your life that not going to stay in your life, see, they just getting you ready for the real deal. And just thank God he getting me ready for the real deal. Now, let's go just a little bit further in, in, in the book of Corinthians here. Corinthians is the 10th chapter, 1 Corinthians the 10th chapter. So these people of Israel, they complain about things that God, uh, about Moses and his operation and what he was doing, but didn't know that it was God, and their complaint got them in trouble with the Lord. So what am I saying today? What am I saying? Brothers and sisters, God is so good, and, and, and I won't complain. I'm not going to complain. I'm up, I'm down, I'm sick, I have good days, I have bad days, so do you, but don't complain. Just say, Lord, I thank you for the day. I thank you, God, that as well as it is, it could be worth it, Lord, I thank you. I may not have all the money that I like to have, but, Lord, I thank you. I'm not dead broke. I, I thank you for having a, a something. Whatever I have, I thank you for that. So let's learn not to complain against the Lord. Now, that's not to say that's not to say that uh, we don't have concern about some people. Some people are messing up. Some people are, are, are really absolutely messing up. And it's not to say that, they, you know, that we won't say the thing about they mess up. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I never complain to God. I never complain about God. But now there, there are people in your family member who are messing up. There are people that's your friend who are messing up. There are people that, that's around you that are messing up. That's not to say that you won't say to them, hey, you're messing up. You ought to stop, and I have some problem with what you're doing. That, no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Those people that are messing up, you need to talk to them that they might straighten up. But this complaint right here is against the things of God. Never, never, ever complain about the things in the operation of God. If God said it in his word, if God said it in scripture, don't, don't complain about it. About it. It, it may be a hard pill to swallow. It's, it's hard, but Lord, help me swallow. Uh, so look, look at what he said in Corinthians, the 10th chapter. We're moving right along. Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verse number 1, it said, verse 1 said, Moral, brethren, I want not that you should be ignorant. Look, check that out. I, I, I just love that language. Paul said, brethren, I would not, I really do, do not want you to be ignorant. Uh, how that our follower under the cloud, talking about those children is, and all pass through the sea. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant. Ignorant, ignorant is, uh, is, is, is not a real bad thing because we all are ignorant of something. Yes, we are all ignorant of something. Don't, there's no one that knows everything. You know, some people think they know everything. You know people that think they know everything. I I know people that think they know everything. I, I do not know everything. I, I know something. You know something. But nobody know it all but the Lord Jesus Christ. But here Paul said, I do not want you to be ignorant about Moses and the children of Israel, how that they were under the cloud and they all passed through the sea. Verse number two, and they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and the sea. I want you to understand that these people in the Old Testament, they were baptized too. They were baptized in the cloud. They were baptized when they went through the Red Sea. And the baptism only means submerged, covered up, 
And so they were baptized in the cloud, the cloud from heaven, that cloud of God came down in the cloud and covered the people. So they were emerged, they were covered under the cloud. That was a form of baptism. And when they went through the Red Sea, walls on both sides, they were co covered. That was a form of baptism. And verse number three said, and did eat that spiritual meat that God brought up, that quail meat, that God sent them that spiritual food. And verse number four, and did drink that spiritual drink. Amen. God brought water from the rock, and they drank of that spiritual rock, and that, and that followed them, and that rock was Christ. And this is what they didn't understand. And understood. They didn't understand this, that the water that came forth out of the rock, that was God. That was the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't complain about the spiritual water that you're drinking, because that was the Lord God Almighty. Verse number five said, but with many of them, God was not well pleased. Now, now, now that's a strong statement. But many of these children here, God was not well pleased. You, you do not want to hear these words right here uh, at, at no time uh, directed toward you. With many of them, God was not well pleased. See, what we want to hear in the last day when the Lord comes, we want to hear, well done. Uh, my good and faithful servant. That's what you want to hear. When Jesus was baptized down at the river of Jordan by John the Baptist, the cloud, the, the heaven opened, and the door came down and sent it up on him, and the voice came out and said, This is my beloved son, and whom I'm well pleased. That, that's what you want to hear. This is what every child of God wants to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So here the Lord spoke out and said, for with many of them, God was not well pleased. He did not like their ways. He was not happy with their, 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 their complaining. He, not at all. And, and for they were overthrown in the wilderness. See, this is the danger about when God is not pleased with you. It's very, very important. Lord, I, I want to please God. I really strive hard to please the Lord. I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm not all the way there. But I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. And, and each and every day, I'm getting better and better and better. And so are you. You're getting better and better and better, aren't you? Okay, but here, we're, 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 we're working on it. But he said, for many of them, God was not well pleased, but they were overthrown in the wilderness. So the danger of not pleasing God and being in the will of God is that God's going to get you up out of here. So when God is not pleased with an individual, he deals with him. He deals with her. It doesn't matter who it might be. It can be kings. It can be queens. It can be presidents. It can be elected officials. It can be whoever it might be. You know, the song said he got the whole world in his hand. Sometimes we act like God do not have this world in his hand. We act like he don't. We complain about this. We complain about that. Brothers and sisters, God got it. God got this. I'm not worried about any man. I'm not worried about no woman, no man. God got it. And you got to understand that. Uh, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. God got this. You don't have to have it. You don't have to have it. God got it. And it's going to be what God said it's going to be. And if God said be, then it's going to be. If God said not so, then it's, it's not going to happen. And if God allowed it to happen, who are you? Who are me? Who am I? Who are us? If God allowed it to happen. But, you know, we will get angry at the operations of God. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying 
in this right here because we need this. We would get mad because God do a thing. God can bless you on your job and he'll know a guy, he'll know a fella get angry about it. God can bless you in life, he can elevate you in life, just prosper you and hear somebody else getting mad about it. But if you get mad at what God done to your neighbor, you it's getting you getting angry at God. What we need to do, brothers and sisters, here's what I find lacking in uh, so many brothers and sisters in, in life today. I'm teaching this morning. I hope I'm teaching somebody. Here what I found is lacking. There's not enough uh, 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 of this going around. We don't know how to celebrate with other folks. You know, we want folks to celebrate with us. Celebrate with, with me. Come on, let's have a party, y'all. Let's let's have a good time. I'm doing all right. I just got that raise. I just made that money. I'm doing all right. Me and mine. Come on, celebrate with me. There's not enough of people in this world today that will celebrate with you. That will celebrate with you, and you celebrate with them. We need to learn to celebrate one another and stop hating on one another. This is what's going on in our world. is so mean today. We don't know how to celebrate one another and, and with one another, and this is what God wants to do. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Why? Because God was not well pleased with them because they complained about the operation and the work of God. Okay, let's go a little bit further. Six steps. Now, these things were our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Don't do as they did. These things, whatever happened to the children of Israel, you know, God said it, it was our example. We got to look at the example. When I look at the example, I see what God did to a group of people from complaining and from murmuring. I see that example. If God did it to them, he'll do it to me. If God did it to them, he'll do it to you. Brothers and sisters, let's look, always look at the example. God's going to always give you a model. He's going to always give you an example to go by. Even when he came into the world, he said, I gave you an example that you should follow my footsteps. People need an example. Don't go by, don't use yourself as an example. Don't be your own rule. Let the word of God be your rule and an example. Look at God. God got people. God got an example right here before us. So he said, uh, they were an example for us to the intent that we should lust after evil things as they also did. Look at the example and what happened to them. If it happened to them for complaining and murmuring, it'll happen to you. Okay, there it is. Now, verse number seven, neither be idolaters worshiping idols as some of them were. As it is written, the people sit down to eat and to drink, and it rolls up the plate. They worship idolatry. You know, they built the cat. We're not going to do that. That's an example. We shouldn't do that. Oh, right, verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed, and they fell one, one day, three and twenty thousand. That's an example. We're not going to do that. Look at verse number 9. Neither let us tempt Christ. As some of them tempted him and were destroyed of the servant. You know, they, they, God destroyed all of them that complained. See, we don't understand. They complained in the Old Testament and God destroyed them. God allowed the serpents to come in, come in and bite the people, bite them on the leg, bite them every which you will. The serpent came in and bit all complaining people. And then God told Moses, get, 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 your, uh, get the serpent. And make you a brazen pole and put that serpent up on the pole. And uh, everybody that was bitten by the snake, that complained, that were murmuring, and that got bitten, 
God said, Moses lifted up, and Moses lifted up that brazen servant. He said, everybody got bitten, look up, and you will live. You know some of those people so mean they wouldn't look up. My goodness, what's wrong with you? Look up to God, brothers, and no matter what's going on in your own in your life, don't be so bitter that you stop looking to God. Don't worry about, well, well, somehow you lost your family member. Look, don't be so bitter you can't you can't look up to God. Look, you your things happen in life, but always look up to God. Somebody might say, Well, uh, why did I've gotten cancer? Why did God allow cancer to come into my body? Why me? Don't complain about it, brother. So don't become bitter with your sick and don't become bitter with whatever it is in life, your misfortune. Don't be bitter. Look up to God. Always look up to him. Because no matter what happened to you in life, things don't happen. We're going to get bitten with something in life. And when we do get bitten, uh, uh, look up to God. So God told Moses, you put that serpent up on the pole, and everybody got bitten. If they look up, they're going to live. Some of them live, and some of them die. So don't worry about being bit in this life. You're going to get bitten, but just look to God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Look to God. If you got bitten, I got bitten by my neighbor. I got bitten by my sister. got bitten by my brother. got bitten by my church member. If you don't, don't worry about that. If you got bitten, look up to God, and you will live. Verse number 9 said, Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them did tipping him, and they were destroyed or destroyed. And verse number 10 said, uh, Neither murmur ye. And some of them also murmured, and they were destroyed of the destroyed. There it is right there. They murmured, and they were destroyed by the destroyer. The destroyer, what, that serpent? Verse number 11 said, Now, now, N-O-W, now all these things happen unto them for an examples. There it is. These things happen to them for an examples. What a S on the end of And they are written for our admonition up on whose end of the world are calm. There it is right there. God is so good, brother and sister. I will not complain. I refuse to complain. Yeah, the church will pack. I'm not going to complain. I don't like it. I don't want to stand it, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to look to God. I'm going to thank God for what it is right now. I thank God for those of you that are right here right now. Listen to what he said. These things happen for an example. For an example, now, turn with me a little bit more. I'm almost done here. God is so good. I will not complain. The book of Philippians, Philippians, the second chapter. Take a look at this. We're just going to teach a little this morning, if the Lord allow. Look at Philippians, the second chapter, verse number 13. See, I understand this right here. All right, verse 13 says, For, for it is God which worketh in you. You have to understand that. People don't understand. It's God working in you. You know, God in me, stop. I have to stop getting mad at my brother and my sister because God is at work in them. Loose the anger. Stop being so angry at people because God might be working in them. And if God working in them and you're angry at them, uh, that's not going to be well. That's not going to set well with, with, with God. For, for it is God which worketh in you both to will. See, it's God that working in you to give you the will. See, first of all, you got to have it. To do God's will, you got to have a will. That's what's wrong with folks now. They don't have the will. Lord, I thank you for you, you, you putting the will in my heart to do what I do, uh, both to do will and to do of his good pleasure. You can't do God's will if he don't put his will in people's heart and mind. God puts it in us. Okay.
Okay, verse 14 said, there it is. Do all things. There it is, brothers and sisters. There it is. I ain't messing with nobody, but I'm just telling you what he said. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. Don't do not do it. Don't do it. Some people just, just, uh, just are complainers, just complain all the time. Don't. Do it, brother. It's right here. Don't complain so much. We complain just all the time. Do all things. He says something. Do all things without murmuring and completing, uh, 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 murmuring and disputing. So I'm talking about the things of God. Now, I mean, if you're cheering a little slow, you want to get behind them, or you want to fuss at them a little bit, okay, I'm not talking about that, because maybe they need to uh, pick it up a little bit. But I'm talking about the things of God. Don't, 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 don't complain about the things of God, okay? Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and and, and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. See, this world is crooked. This world is perverse. God said so, but he said, but he don't want us to be, uh, uh, he wants to be blameless and harmless in this old world. So, brothers and sisters, what I'm saying to you this morning, God is good. God is good all the time, and I won't complain. I want you to be the same way. Don't complain so much about the things of God. Don't complain about the things that happen in your life so much. God got this. God is at work. Let, let God work. If we would just let God work. That, that's a songwriter who wrote a song, Reverend Paul Jones. He wrote this song. Uh, he he wrote this song about I won't complain. I wonder who wrote this song. So I looked it up there, Reverend Paul Jones. He wrote this song about I won't complain. And some of the lyrics in the song go like this right here. He said, I had some good days. Y'all, y'all know y'all had some good days. Then the goes on said, I had some bad days. We, amen to that right there. And then it's talk about I had some hills to climb. Amen to that, uh, uh, Brother Jones. And then it goes on saying, uh, I had some sleepless nights. Amen to that, Brother Jones. And then it goes on to say, uh, I had so much pain. Amen to that, Brother Jones. Then it goes on to say, sometimes the clouds hang low. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it do. Uh, all of these things, the, the wonderful lyrics that this this uh, Pastor Reverend Paul Jones wrote in this song, but it, when he ended all of them, then he said, but, but when I look around, and then when I think things over, he said, I won't complain. So that's all I'm saying today, brother. Let's learn not to complain so much. We are living in a land of complaining. Everybody, everywhere I go, people I meet, they're just complaining, complaining, and complaining. God is good, brothers and sisters. Yeah, I know the economy might be messed up. I know the virus is out there. People are dying. People are sick. But look, God is good, and I won't complain. Somebody got to die. That's why God. That's why death is death. Somebody got to get out of here. One day, all of us going to get out of here. But God is good. God is good. I won't complain. Yeah, you're going to have some sleepless nights. Yeah, you're going to have some, some the road going to be rough. Clouds going to hang low. Sometimes you're having good days. Some of y'all are not feeling good right now. You, you, you're going to have some good days. But here's what Brother Paul Jones said. He said, when I think things over, he said, I, I, my good days outweigh my bad days, so therefore I will not complain. And so what I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, when you add it all up, what God has done for you down through the years, ever since you've been here on planet Earth, when you look at it and think things over, your good days outweigh your bad days any day. And so you shouldn't complain. Amen. And thank God. 
for being God in your life. God is good, brothers and sisters. God is good, and he's good all the time, and I won't complain. Amen. God bless you. I hope I said something to encourage you on today. Let's stop complaining so much. God good. I don't have everything I want, but I thank God for what I have. You don't have it. You ain't, in this world, you ain't going to never have everything you want. Folks are rich. Folks are millionaires. They still don't have everything they want. They got the money, but they don't have something. Something they still like it. So you, you're always going to be lacking this world. Look, we will be fulfilled. We will be completely fulfilled when Jesus come and get us out of here. You have everything you want. No more, no more lack of anything when Jesus comes. So in this world, they're going to be like. They're going to be lack of this, lack of that. So don't complain. You ain't going to get it all till Jesus come. I can't wait till you come get me out of here. God bless you. I love you in the name of the Lord. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.